Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Thank you, Howard Finkel. Let's not wait a moment longer. Welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. If you can hear a a fss in the background, that's not my uh, technology. That's because we come to you each and every week from my apartment where I don't control the heating. So there are some old people that live in my building that are cold because it's winter. And so that, that, that annoying radiator just stays on all the time. For you, it's an annoying couple of minutes on a podcast. For me, it's my life. So let's put it into perspective, shall we? Huge show today. I mean, this is a major, major wrestling podcast. Today on the State of Wrestling, I'm bringing back uh, my good friend Katie Linendahl, whose uh, devotion to the world of pro wrestling knows no bounds. So we'll be talking to her in a few minutes. You remember her from a few weeks back. First and foremost, I have been interviewing wrestlers now for many, many years, and I kind of, you know, people ask me all the time, who's, they ask who's, who's the biggest a-hole, who's your favorite, but a lot of, who would, living or dead, who would your dream interview be, who have you never gotten to talk to? And for whatever reason, my guest on today's podcast has, uh, has escaped me for so many years. I mean, you can go to the YouTube channel, Not Sam, and you can see I've spoken to most wrestlers that you could think of, but never the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Our paths have just never crossed. Shawn Michaels has a career that I think comes once in a lifetime. I mean, nobody sees as much as he saw from the angle that he saw it. Nobody has lived out uh, their 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 grievances and their uh, rivalries, real off-camera rivalries so publicly and still managed to come back and become somebody that the fans accept. I mean, you talk about nowadays... Anybody even uh, remotely, if the feeling remotely is that they're getting quote-unquote shoved down our throat, the fans revolt. Shawn Michaels was the golden boy for quite some time, and maybe because he did it with Edge, maybe because he, not, not Adam Copeland, but with Unedge, maybe because he did it his own way, maybe because we felt like when we saw that obnoxious, incredibly skilled performer in the ring. We felt like we were getting the real Shawn Michaels. There was always a sense of legitimacy. It's interesting because the first half of his career is very different from the second half of his career. And, you know, you talk about legitimacy. You say, well, how can there be that big of a transparency if you're talking about legitimacy? Because there were two different people. Shawn Michaels is a different Shawn Michaels than he was 1998 and prior. Um... You know, I've been watching a lot of documentaries on the WWE Network uh, that chronicle Shawn Michaels. Specifically, there's the uh, all the Monday Night Wars documentaries. There's the uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H rivalry documentary. And they all kind of chronicle how bad he was when he left the WWE in 1998. And I had no idea he had the kind of drug problems that he had. So for him to come back, and, and you know, he's come back now, he's uh, found Christianity. I don't know if he calls himself a born-again or not, but it's hard. You know, you can disagree with Christianity if you want, I don't care. But it's hard to deny the impact that Christianity has had on this man's life. He comes from an era where so many are tragically no longer with us. So many of his contemporaries have long since deceased. 
and Shawn Michaels uh, survived it all uh, quite literally through the grace of God. He's got a new book out that chronicles everything that's happened to him in his life uh, since ending his run in the WWE, since, uh, since his last match against The Undertaker and, and onward. Uh, very interesting book. It's a book not only does it give you a lot of insight into the world of WWE, especially nowadays, you know, because his last match that's chronicled does give you a good example of kind of the way things are run, at least, you know, in a, in a small way. Uh, but it also is an inspiring book, and it's a, it's a book about a guy who late in life, I mean, this is a guy who's an adult with children, who is man enough to admit to his mistakes, owns up to them, and is still working to do whatever he can to correct them and live in a way that he can be proud of. Um, so I am super, super happy to introduce, and this interview was aired on my SiriusXM radio show on Friday, last Friday. However, I interviewed, I, I, I played my Roman Reigns interview on my SiriusXM show before I aired it here on the podcast, and it's still blew up. So I'm assuming there's a lot of you who have not gotten to hear this yet. Enjoy it. It's an honor. My guest on the podcast this week is HB Shizzle himself, Shawn Michaels. And now, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast interview. Are you the uh, are you the uh, at not Sam? That's right. Okay, yeah, well, I've, I've seen I've seen you on my Twitter feed. Before, so. Very nice. And now I'd like to welcome somehow for the first time, I, I you it's probably down to you and The Undertaker is the last two guys that I've never spoken to before. That's tremendous. In I appreciate w- being in his class. He, well, he, doesn't, he doesn't do any interviews. Right. I'm, and I don't know. You're, you're obviously uh, probably the reason I'm, I've never been is because I'm probably the least hip. Of all of us, so so uh, I, uh, I figure. I mean, I re- it's hard for me to get uh, to get into the cool the cool kids group. <laughs> of course, it's Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid. I was going to say, in the world of pro wrestling, in the world of sports entertainment, are you are you a pro wrestler or a sports entertainer? Or does it not really matter? Uh, to you? you know what? I mean, I started out a pro wrestler. I, I think I morphed into a sports entertainer, and then as I've gotten older. I think I've fallen back into a pro wrestler, ex pro <laughs> really? wrestler. Yes. Yeah, so I don't know. So you can. Say I'm, yourself- I'm never. You know, they're. Probably not many people that are less sure of who they are than I am. <laughs> I've uh, been playing so many parts for so long, I'm, I'm not really sure. But uh, Is there a difference between an ex-pro wrestler and an ex-sports entertainer? I, I don't know. Right. I, I, don't, I honestly don't know. I, 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 when, the, when the original sports entertainer concept came up, uh, it's, it, it certainly made sense to me because it was, we were feeling like we were certainly more mm-hmm. than just... Uh, wrestlers, pro wrestlers, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then as time goes on, I think as you get older, uh, you, uh, you 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 embrace, you know, the the pro wrestling and all of that more. As, as I mean, and truthfully, as as you guys have, and society and fans and everyone have sort of embraced it a little more. I think we then yeah, embrace it more, and you go, no, I'm, I'm a pro wrestler, man. I'm proud of it. So you- it's it's been a little bit of a uh, evolving. I it think. seems like yeah, you get a little older and you start to embrace more of the like the traditional parts. Like you're not trying to prove that you're out of that world. You start to get proud that you're a part of it. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's what happens. Well, of course, I was going to ask you what's the haps, but the haps is the book. It, it is that that is uh, that is, that is right? what, what the haps are. If, if 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 what's the haps is you know is code for what's what's happening and you what's new. I mean, again, like I said, seriously, when I tell you that I'm the least hip. Brother, I, I mean it. <laughs> I don't know. Triple H so, has had a lot more trouble with what's the haps than you have. So you well, might be cooler you know, but, than you we, think. Well, if it's sports related, mm-hmm. he's yeah, he, I'm, I'm far beyond him. <laughs> but I think if it's if it's more mainstream, you know, music and and uh, you know uh, the entertainment industry as a whole, he's a little right. bit more ahead than I am. Well, so. it seems like you you've uh, kind of morphed not only as a, as a persona, but you as a human being. Where when I was growing up, you were this guy who didn't strike me as a sports person. You were the guy who wore sort of chaps and you danced your way to the ring. You had the long earrings. And then now I see you and you're sports and you don't go to the ring unless you're wearing hunting gear. And you're a completely different dude. You've become like this manly man. Well, but I mean, I I was, you know, many years ago I was, you know, 
diving into all the things I guess you sort of wish you could be. I mean, I mean who I am now, much to the, you know, as you get older, you embracing who you who you right. really are, and that, that's obviously what I've done. I joke that I'm that I, you know that I'm one of those guys. I'm, I'm going backwards. You know, I'm, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm I'm going back to my you know my most basic instincts. Um, but uh, it, it really was. I mean, one of the things that's always amazed you know my parents and the people that knew me growing up sort of the character that I played over the years because it was absolutely nothing like uh, who I was as a, as, as a real person. I mean, and funny, I was just talking to my, my son about it the other day as we were going to this event that, you know, he's very comfortable in his own skin and going out and, you know, going to something by himself, going to an event by himself if he wants and meeting people there and talking to folks and everything else. And I was telling him, my like, gosh, when I was in high school, I, I couldn't get up in front of the class and read a book report. You know, my voice would crack. Wow. And it always stunned everybody that I went and did what I did for a living. Yeah. and was so obnoxious at it. But it Is was that the, why I, you were so obnoxious and well, abrasive? I, part and... of it was, you know, getting to pretend to be something I never was. And yeah, and, yeah, and I just sort of dove into that. And, and I guess, unfortunately for me, I dove in so far that I sort of lost myself. But uh-huh. but uh, but it 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 uh, it was you know an escape for me. I, ha- I have to say. But at heart, you were always this Texas dude. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, that's where I was basically raised. I grew yeah. up in an Air Force family, but I've been in Texas since you know I was eight years old, and so. Um, you know, I was, you know, I was trying, you know, dip and chew when I was nine and 10 years old when I shouldn't have been and stuff like that. Right. So, Which, by yeah, the way, hanging out the 4-H and things of that nature. Yeah. Dip and chew, I still find is a time honored pro wrestling tradition that's just not on the TV aspect. Yeah, it. no, it is. And it's funny. I mean, I've, I've, I've since, uh, thanks to Smoky Mountain, I've since kicked the habit. But uh, but it is. It's one of those things, you know, you sit around for so long. You got to uh, do something. You know, it's one of those things. It's 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 a network time killer. You know, you know, yeah. I get to do you know, you do something with my time as opposed to just sitting here watching the grass grow. And again, I, I do. I was a bad, bad habit for many years, and you know, finally the the Smoky Mountain folks helped me uh, kick the habit of that, which is awesome. Well, the book is called Wrestling for My Life, and it's 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 about you getting out of your bad habits and and finding God and kind of the journey that you're on now as this kind of changed person after you found God. And I think that the book is timed perfectly because the WWE Network has been putting out uh, documentaries like a lot as of late, whether it's the Rivalries documentaries, or and they've been going over your past on a bunch of them. And until I watched them like within the last couple months, I didn't realize how bad things were for you at the end of your first WWE run. Yeah. Well, no, I, well, and, and I guess the thing is um, – some things, unfortunately, you know, we get used to so much bad news. Right. But, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've lost a lot of guys in our line of work. And, uh, and I, I, you know, it's one of the things, uh, you know, Hunter writes in the forward. I mean, right. he was, I mean, it was, it was heavy on him that, you know, he was going to, you know, wake up someday and, you know, uh, come to my room and I was going to be dead. Right. Um, and so... Yeah, that's I, I look at it as, uh, you know, the, you know, the Bible calls it being saved, but I look at it as, the, you know, quite literally. literally. Yes. I mean, in every sense of the word, my life literally being saved because uh, I was headed down that road. How was it, though, that I feel like your kind of struggle was a little more private than other people? I feel like people knew about Scott Hall's problems and even, you know, when X-Pac was going through his problems and stuff like that, like Jake Roberts, those were the names but even when you were going through your troubles, I don't think anybody outside of the business was thinking Sean is is, well, is in too deep. And, and the thing is, I can remember, uh, you know, telling folks it's just because I was really good at it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I, I I found a way because you know there there were tests. And, I mean, I, I could, you know, I could uh, I could, you know, that's why I, I always sort of had trouble defining if I was an addict because I didn't really. It's not like I had to have something. I could put away this and go to this. I could, you know, stop doing this and move over to this. I mean, it right. was so instead it, of drinking, you're doing pills, and instead of pills, you're doing X, Y, Z. Whatever was allowed, you know. Yeah, I could make do with whatever uh, was the case. Right, and and As long, but, but there had to be something. Exactly. Well, I, I had to dive into something to get away from the reality of of what I was, but. And then after I got saved, and I've, I've, I've had people ask me, you know, how did you do it? And, and you know, can you help me? And I thought, gosh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very little help because 
it was one thing for me. It was one step. It wasn't 12. You know, I Wait, mean, you never had to go through a program or anything. No, you just no. found God. And, and, and to your point earlier, uh, I never had, I never, I never got busted in, in things right. that those, and, and it, so it wasn't sort of out there. People internally certainly knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you were a casual fan, you didn't, you didn't hear about me. Yeah. I mean, on these documentaries, they're saying that you would show up, you know, when you're playing the role of commissioner. And you'd show up and you're slurring and you didn't know where you were half the time. And you're and I'm going, they were putting him on camera and he was pulling it off. I had no and, clue. Well, I mean, and what, nothing nothing says I don't have a problem like being able to deliver when you have to. Right, right. right. And that's, you know, I, I like to think that's probably what prolonged it. Again, yeah. it was, uh, um, again, I, I don't know any other way to base it except being pretty good at hiding it. Now, you talk a lot in the book about your family and how important your family is, and that's why when you first came in and said the reason you haven't been up here is because you're not one of the cool kids, I think it's more because you talk all in the book about how you were ready to retire and everything, and, and you don't uh, necessarily like to take pictures when you're hanging out with your family, and that you're just a guy who's found this place who likes to hang out with his family. So I figured the reason we'd never done an interview is because you're too busy <laughs> hanging out with your family all the time. I, but I, my wonder is that obviously when you – when you stop the pills and the drinking and all this stuff and you, and, and you become saved, whether for the positive or the negative, you become a changed person. And what was that like for your relationship? Like your wife, even though it's a better Shawn Michaels, has to know this guy who's not necessarily the same guy that she married. Was it all positive or was there sort of a, a, a weird transition there? Well, I, th- I think uh, I, I – I, I... There was no palpable uh, weird transition. Mm-hmm. I think certainly, you know, there was reluctance on her part to see. Well, you know, we'll we'll see, um, and and you know, and and, and perhaps um, hearing things she'd heard before and and not getting her hopes up, so to speak. Um, but I think in a very short amount of time, um, no one knows you, right? Absolutely, no one knows you. Then those folks that. Uh, the missus who's with you twenty four seven, and and nobody can speak to your character more than they can, right? And and because that's on display when nobody's around, right? And uh, and so I there I think there were things um, far beyond um, you know what a guy you know what us dudes I guess I would say mm-hmm. you know uh, can describe that women get, and it wasn't long before she could see that it was just. It's real and it's right. Yeah, and, it's and, and yeah, and I and, I, and it is. It's so very hard for me to describe. It was, I mean, it was. It was all about you know the innocence, uh, you know, again of 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 my of my child at the time. I mean, now there's two of them, but it was, it was, it was, it was the you know the recognition of. I mean, and you know, seeing it firsthand that there's absolutely no way. You know, you can. You know, we have a saying in our house. You know that you know, your sin will always find you out. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter how much you try to hide, how much you run. It'll eventually. It's eventually going to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had. And it had. And I thought, oh my goodness, this little. And again, kids are innocent, man. They, they, you know, they. I they, think they, they come in as the, as the most willing spirit there is. And I just thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to ruin him. And he, he didn't call for any of this. Right. And and I just you brought him in. Yes, not the other and way I mean, around. And it, yeah, and it broke me. I mean, it just that was something. Again, you can have, or certainly, I don't. Know, I would imagine someone can have the biggest ego in the world, but even my ego, who, 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 you know, who at times has been credited for being pretty large, <laughs> yeah. um, even mine could not have, you know, wasn't bigger than that. It, uh-huh. it was, you know, and truly, there was nothing more important to me than than you know my family, right. um, and so. Because I guess you know, going back to you know my youth, you know the our, you know the Hickenbottom family is still a close family, and I, and I you know and and in every tough moment and every wonderful moment and you know th- that that's that's who I've always wanted to share everything with, and I knew my life was going to be the same, and I wanted it the same for my children, and ultimately that's what it all comes down to. And the story is great. I mean, you tell the rock bottom story in the book about about you realizing that your son was becoming aware of what you were doing, and that was kind of what snapped you out of it when you were snapped out of it and you realized you were in a healthy place and you wanted to come back to wrestling. Was there any part of you that was worried that, okay, I'm coming back? You know, you you came back, your first match back, you had a, a Bible verse on your shirt. Mm-hmm. Like it was very, you were making it very clear to everybody, I'm a different person inside the ring, outside the ring. The character's different, the man's different. 
Was there any part of you that was worried that the fans would not accept you as this guy who's an out-of-the-closet Christian as opposed to, you know, the right. unpredictable, well, brash dude? I, I, you know, one of the great things that's always worked in my favor is that sometimes I'm too dumb for my own good. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited about it that it took a long time before I was aware that it might bother people or some people get offended by it or that, or, or that some people classify it as that there's some things that you're supposed to be keep private and all that. So I, I, I had, I was so overwhelmed with right. the joy and, and, and everything that was going on that it was probably six months, eight months, you know, that I was already telling everybody and wearing stuff before I sort of, I sort of got the, you know, I mean, you know, we didn't have right. Twitter back then. There wasn't really a firsthand sort of communication, and it, it wasn't until people like, you know, hey, if you could, you know, if you could just dial enough it with the God back, deal, we just, got yeah, it. Yeah, we we just got dial it. It back, and I was like, oh, oh heck, I, you know, as you know, oh snap, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't know, and so by that time the cat was out of the bag, and and then also, you know, I always thought that. Uh, you know, I've been making a fool out of myself on TV since I was 19 years old, and it's what I enjoy doing. And so, mm-hmm. I just figured, look, I, you know, I, I'll, you know, I can curb some stuff or whatever, but I'm not, I'm not going to stop being who I am. And and uh, and I guess, I, you know, the, the way I look at it now, positively or negatively, from a societal standpoint, um, if if it's you know the way I feel about it and whether I'm good at it, look, I'll, I'll let everybody judge whether I'm. Good Christian, bad Christian, but if if the Lord sees my my you know my comings and goings and doing things uh, as obedience to Him, He's going to bless them. Period. Uh-huh. And so you know, so ulti- when, yeah, once you've so got ultimately, that. it doesn't really matter what <laughs> I think or what anybody else thinks or whatever. If, if you know, if I'm doing it in obedience to Him, He's going to bless it. And and was and it, and so I've done, done my best to sort of to do that. And was it difficult for you to find peace when it's when when Vince McMahon goes, okay, well, we're going to use that part of you in a storyline. We're going to Shane and I are going to wrestle you and God, and I'm going to do a series of vignettes. I'm going to go into a church. I'm going to spit out the holy water. I'm going to make a mockery of the whole thing. And you're going to have to defend it, you know, with this kind of tongue-in-cheek thing where God is your tag team partner. Yeah, well, first of all, I have to say that to imply that any, you know, wrestling storyline that I've been in uh, ever was given that much detail at the beginning. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know what? That I knew where we were going that much in advance that that would be, you know, that that would be striking to me. (laughs) I I want you to definitely get back to it. But that's, I mean, immediately when I opened the book and you started talking about uh, setting up the uh, Undertaker-Sean match, the rematch, and you're going out there and you're about to challenge him, and you're figuring this out literally 30 seconds right before there, you go out. Yeah. But I that's when it's awesome. That's when that's it always great. works out. But and, I don't think people so, realize. Like People, no, people sure. think that there's this grand plan and, well, they're doing this because of that. Not realizing it's 8.59 on Monday night. You betcha. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and so to your point, though, I mean, I knew, knew a, a basic outline, a, right. a, a diagram. And to me, it was just so far over the top. And, and I guess... It, it, uh, honestly, I mean, because I told him when stuff bothered me and when it didn't, and and I mean, and it just didn't. And I, I'm, truly, everybody was amazed. Like, ooh, they really thought this was, you know, it was going to poke a, a spot in me. But I guess I'm, I'm just I'm comfortable in my Christianity. I'm comfortable in my faith, and I thought it was so far over the top mm-hmm. that who wouldn't get that? I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not offended by the over the top stuff. You right. know, I guess that's the thing. I mean, because. To me, like again, an atheist coming up to me and saying something, like he, that that doesn't you know that doesn't bother me. I mean, I, it's like I feel you, brother. I mean, I mean, been there. I mean, I'm, well, you know, what I mean, I just yeah, that's the way. I mean, I, I guess that guy that's made it very certain that he's not. I'm having nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, I, there's plenty of people that'll have a conversation with me that will. You know, right. so, right. I, so I'll and, just talk to those people. Yeah, and, and I don't mind that. I mean, I don't need to be popular with everybody. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, no, none of it. It bothered me. It was yeah. Was it hokey? And were the parts of it that were that were dumb? You go yeah. But I've done a lot of stuff. Though. Again, it goes back to the I've done a lot of stuff that was dumb. Right. So <laughs> I only got a couple minutes with you left. So there's a couple things I want to run through real quick. Is the Undertaker match your favorite match? Like, is the first Undertaker match the favorite match of your career? Yeah, I, I, you know that's always the hardest question. Is the favorite of anything? But that's as you know, it's close to perfect. I've always said that, and I, and I yeah, I, I just can't think of anything that really 
felt so good. Are you? Uh, how do you feel about the streak ending? Does it matter to you whatsoever? Do you wish you had been the guy? I don't. It doesn't doesn't matter to me in in the realm of of uh, wish that had been the guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think it, I, I'm I'm of the feeling that it should have never been Bad broken. Ending. Yes, right. I'm in uh, that camp. Did you have any idea? that your heel turn would be the heel turn, the super kick through the window, the barbershop window, would be the moment to describe every heel turn for the rest of a I did not, no. Uh, again, that's one of the things I try to say in the book. I, you know, because, again, I, got, I had a guy asking me a number of questions about favorite systems. Like, gosh, you have to understand, I've been a part of so many things. Everything. All the turns, I mean, uh, you know, eras, de- you know, decades, this, that, I mean, so, of, of so many different parts of things, I'd have never, uh, I, again, couldn't dream that big. Could you dream of Hunter being the guy to take over for Vince? No. No, that you did not. No. See. He was a kid when you brought him on. Yep. And this is what happened. And finally, last, and this is kind of a complicated one, so I'm, I apologize for making it a rapid-fire response. But uh, Hunter, when he was doing his podcast with Stone Cold, said that he had a lot of respect for Bret Hart, but he takes himself too seriously. Do you think You strike me as a guy with this stage in your life no longer takes yourself too seriously. At one point you did, probably. Do you think, do you have that same opinion? Do you not care one way or the other? Uh, I mean, you're talking about Brett, about Brett specifically? Taking himself too seriously. You know seriously. what, I, I, I'm not around him enough. I think there are a lot of people that take uh, this job or any job a little too seriously, but sometimes it's what makes them good at it. Yeah. Um, but I do think there comes a point to where you need to let it lie. Let's put this, I always tell people, you know, you know, I go, I go by Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. okay, the greatest basketball player who's ever, ever lived. And one of the reasons he's great is because he doesn't ever have to remind anybody. <laughs> right. Do you think he's the best of all time? Don't know, don't care. <laughs> you do. <laughs> you know you can't say it for it to exist. Yeah. Well, listen, Shawn Michaels, it's been a pleasure. you got to come back. i got so much more to talk to you about. And I'm going to tell you this, and this may destroy your vision of yourself. I hope it doesn't shatter your self-esteem, but the one person who people say take the hair out of the equation just look at this face i can't tell you how many people have said that i look like the illegitimate son of Shawn michaels (laughs) i look i never consider myself a heartbreak kid oh my goodness well that makes two of us and that's probably why (laughs) well Um, thanks so much sean thank you very much and the book by the way is called wrestling for my life i recommend everybody pick it up it's a very honest book and it's uh as i said i mean immediately if you're a wrestling fan upon picking it up I was like, yep, it is as last minute as I thought it would be. A lot of insight, but also a lot of great insight on, on your life and, and, and your journey and, and your family and, and everything. So it's great. And I uh, appreciate the time, man. You bet. Thank you so much. Thank you. Here is Sam Roberts. Did I accidentally leave the part where Shawn Michaels recognized my Twitter account in the interview? I swear I didn't mean to. That's my sloppy editing. What a thrill. Shawn Michaels, a guest here on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Go ahead and buy his book. Um, and, 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 and if you cross paths with Sean, tell him that you enjoyed his interview here on, on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. I thought, you know, a couple, a couple of tidbits to come from that. First of all, uh, really interesting to hear how rough things were towards the end there in 1998. I thought, and, and this is why we started the interview that way, I, him being so clear about how last-minute things are in the WWE. It may not be news to you. It's not news to me. But it kind of cements this idea that, listen, we're not dealing with people that are planning everything painstakingly, months and months, like a game of chess. Okay, Denzel said this is chess, not checkers. In WWE, maybe it's checkers. Maybe we're just trying to get to the next show. But either way, it's... Ended up with some amazing, amazing moments. And sometimes when you got instincts like that, you just got to trust them. So much to take from that Shawn Michaels interview. Of course, the whole thing will be up on my YouTube channel eventually. Within, within days, I would say, over at YouTube.com slash NotSam. But uh, last time I, did a, uh, I had a guest on the state of wrestling. And I, I'm, I'm picky about who I discuss the state of wrestling with. I like doing the State of Wrestling by myself. So when I have a guest do the State of Wrestling with me, you know it's a big deal to me. Last time I had this person do the State of Wrestling with me, uh, it was by far the biggest podcast that we've had uh, in terms of downloads here on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. 
Uh, it was the Roman Reigns podcast. It got him a lot of internet heat. And so I'm telling you, Shawn Michaels, if somehow somebody draws something out of that interview that we just did and you get all kinds of internet heat for it, you blame Katie Linendahl, who's here to talk about me. Of course, Katie, if you didn't hear the Roman Reigns podcast or you just forgot, Katie is a legit wrestling fan. People in media who claim to be wrestling fans, I test them. Okay, when I meet them, I don't just take their word for it. I test them. They don't know they're being tested. It's a secret test. But they are tested, and they are judged. Every word that they say is being judged by yours truly, primetime Sam Roberts. Katie Linendahl has passed all of my tests. She's graduated. She's no longer being tested. She is here. Uh, she's a, a, a tech expert, a gadget expert. She does so many things. An incredibly talented broadcaster. You maybe you've seen her on the Today Show. You've seen her on CNN. I think she's going to be maybe on the on the View at some point. I mean, she's she's doing all kinds of amazing things, and she is a huge wrestling fan from the time that she was a small child. She is going to help me sort out the state of wrestling this week here on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Let's start the state of wrestling. It's now time for this week's State of Wrestling. As if it wasn't a big enough deal that Shawn Michaels was on the podcast this week, the Heartbreak Kid, making her grand return, much requested return, by the way, which I'm sure you read, to the State of Wrestling here on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Katie Linendahl. Yes. Welcome back. Oh, it's an honor. Thank you. You got a lot of support last time you were here. Well, I'll tell you what. Got on some pretty exciting shows. Yeah. Roman Reigns. Yeah. Heartbreak Kid. I mean, you're picking them. Wow. Like, uh, not that one. Not, no, I'll do that one. I yeah, know that I'm week. like the Marty Janetti of this situation, but I'm totes cool with it. You think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just waiting to get kicked through that window, huh? <laughs> Just waiting. I'm watching you. Well, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on here in the state of wrestling. Very much so. We're on the road to WrestleMania. On the road to WrestleMania. Are you bummed out that there's no elimination chamber? I, I, I'm, I'm bummed out about a few things these days. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. No, 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 but no, I'm, I'm all things wrestling. Let me right. Like, <laughs> everything yeah. else good. Well, Sam, now that you're asking me about my life, I'll tell you. Uh, I, I'm excited for Fastlane. Mm-hmm. I am not overly excited for Fastlane, but I, I'm, I'm very excited for Mania. Yes. Yeah. And I've got to tell you, like, I was bummed out when I first found out they weren't doing an Elimination Chamber match because they're always fun. Sure. But I actually think, and even when they announced, when they said, okay, the main event for Fastlane is going to be Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, winner gets the WrestleMania match. I was like, meh, okay. I think the build for this match, though, has been incredible. Better. And loved Raw. Yeah, Loved the end of Raw. It was great. I, I, I feel like just... Forget the talking on the mic stuff. Everybody right. drop. Just get after it. And that's right. what we got to see. Like a hardcore getting after it. Right. Solid. That got me pumped. And Roman Reigns finally being aggressive. For sure. Like there was that one shot when he had Daniel Bryan uh, uh, up against the wall and just punched him in the face. It was like, yeah, that's what Roman Reigns does. He just well, punches actually, I was digging Big Show because we're kind of like Big Show healed out at this point. Uh-huh. But just, you know, hitting Reigns at the end of it. The whole bump in. I, I love the whole ending of Raw, in short. Before we get into too much about Raw and and, uh, and Fastlane, did you watch NXT? Do you, do you watch NXT? Here and there, I have to tell you, it's hard for me to keep up with it. I know. I know. But it's one. can I tell you something about NXT? And you can take my word for this. Sure. It's worth the effort. Cause I, we should go down to an NXT. I've been to one. It's all in Tampa, right? Orlando. Orlando. But we should definitely go. I'm you know down. what? We should put that on the short list. Let's do it. That's That's done. Because that, I mean, I'm telling you, the shows that they're doing keep getting better. I don't know. You should watch the last pay-per-view that they did, uh, uh, the, the Rival special. Uh-huh. They did it last week. I got to get more into NXT then. With your, yeah. with, if you're adamant about I'm so. It's the first thing in wrestling that's felt, like, cool. And I'm surfacing in a long time. good about it. Like, I, the Zanes and um, I actually saw that. Was it Brie Bella said that if she was down in NXT, she wouldn't get want to get pulled up right now? There is no there reason is a for lot anybody. Of chatter about NXT. There's no reason that anybody. I mean, except for money. Aside from money, there's no reason anybody at NXT should want to be called up to the main roster right now. Sam Roberts. It is so lofty statement. It is a because it's a funner show. It's not. I mean, look. 
It's easier to do those shows because they're an hour a week. You don't have to write five hours of TV a week. You have to write one hour of TV a week. So you're going to end up with more creative stuff because it's like, okay, let's chop this down to the best of the best. But, I mean, I'm telling you, the women's division is, like, incredible. Well, Flair is nasty. Yeah, Charlotte she, she and— She is uh, phenomenal. And, like, Sasha Banks. The the match between uh, Natty and, and Charlotte Flair was right. one of the— I, Actually, I will say, for being a wrestling fan out of the womb, that was the best women's match I've ever seen. Really? Yes. I mean, that was many months ago. But the that womb? was absolutely incredible. Oh. Oh, yeah, me coming out of the womb, <laughs> yes. that was many, many years ago. Years. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was about to say. Um, so th- I, I agree with you. There has been some great fights. Yeah. And Sasha Banks, who's the new NXT Women's Champion. Not not, uh, not familiar with that line. Oh, my God. No. She's my favorite wrestler. No. you're Come on. She's my favorite wrestler right now. I get so excited by Sasha Banks. And wow. Wow. I have to tell you something. Over the weekend... She, I tweeted that. I said, I said, I tweeted a picture of, of Kevin Owens and Sasha Banks with their titles. It's the world champion and the women's champion. And these two are, like, so much fun to watch. Kevin Owens used to be Kevin Steen in uh, huh. the Ring of Honor and, and, and Indies. But I tweeted, like, I'm so optimistic about wrestling when I look at this photo. Sasha Banks tweeted me back and was like, when am I going to do your show? <gasps> I was like, that's the most exciting. In one day, I got a tweet from Sasha Banks and then William H. Macy. And I was still excited about the Sasha Banks tweet. Sasha Banks, yeah. who's like two and three for you right now then mm-hmm. over there. Get me up to speed. I love Sasha Banks. Kevin Owens is incredible. Sami Zayn's incredible. Zayn's nasty. Yeah, I mean, that incredible. one, absolutely. Uh, Tyler Breeze is fantastic. Um, I mean, everybody over there. I like Bull Dempsey. Oh, everybody yeah, over there. your name, absolutely. You got to turn the show on. All right, I'm in. I'm in. I feel like this is just an infomercial for it, but I just wanted to say something. Well, and I also am having a hard time with the Friday. I feel like we need a SmackDown you googly mm-hmm. because as an antisocial nerd, mm-hmm. I really look forward to on Friday nights watching <laughs> SmackDown. So now I feel like I need another program to like right. fill some kind of void. So I get one extra day a week now. That's so great. You're not going to. You're not committing to Impact then. No, I, I watch a little Impact. Yeah. I just watched the uh, well, like the Hardy fall. Yeah, that was that, that was I was tweeting you or uh, texting you during that. That was pretty nasty. So I was I, I, I keep surfacy on TNA, and obviously it's all the dudes we're familiar with. Yes. So it's easy to keep up on. Yes. Um, yeah, it's not an it's not a regular part of my lineup. I like TNA. I like the people over there. Do too. I have a lot of friends over there. They're all very a lot of talent over there. What? I, a huge talent. Matter of fact, the uh, the talent. the beatdown crew, MVP and Samoa Joe yes. and Loki. That crew was formed through one of my interviews. Ask MVP. He'll tell you. I, you, know, you know when you go down the Wikipedia mm-hmm. like, uh, rabbit hole, mm-hmm. you start like, looking up wrestling questions? Mm-hmm. I, I learned a lot about MVP. He's when I was great. watching that pay-per-view, I, I, wow. Yeah, he's great. But wow. that's, all that said, NXT is my favorite wrestling show on television right now. That that's includes, a bold statement. That's Raw, Prime SmackDown, Impact, Lucha Underground. Ring of Honor TV, if you get it in your area. NXT is my favorite We're going. wrestling TV show. It's my favorite. Love it. Love it. So, anyway. Yes. Back to the matter at hand. But that's something going on, I feel like, in the state of wrestling right now. Is NXT is just blowing up in front of our eyes. And I was kind of surprised. They were in Orlando for Raw this week. And I was a little surprised there wasn't a little bit of NXT representation uh, on the show. You know what? That's a good point. Like, put on an exhibition match or something, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think you can get into a scenario where you're having main roster guys and NXT guys in the ring together because there should never be a situation where a main roster guy loses to an NXT guy. But at what point do you pull somebody like Sami Zayn up? What's I don't the know. What's going on over there? I mean, you got to have some. I would think that you have to have something really good for him because NXT is becoming its own brand. It used to be strictly developmental. It's where we teach the guys how to do stuff, and then eventually we pull them up and, and they're ready for TV. But it's really become its own separate organization to the point where, as of the last couple of weeks, they're on the road for the first time. They're doing strictly NXT shows. They only do, like, you know, four or 500-seat buildings. Right, right. You know, it's basically a, a, a really high-scale, high-budget indie show. Huh. But, um, you know, they're going on the road. They have their own specials. They're in the video games. They're getting their own action figures. It's kind of it's fun. Like, it's, it's kind of a little bit. Obviously, it will never come anything close to ECW, but it's almost feeling like this tiny little indie void in a way. It's as close as as, as there is right now. Gotta and, keep it, not wreck it. And I mean, Triple H is literally signing every sort of major indie guy 
that is impressing people, mm. he's signing them all over to NXT. So it's this sort of who's who of people wrestling in this country. And like who's going to be next. Right. I think the uh, – I said last week. I had Adam Cole on the show last week. He's uh, – he's, him and the Young Bucks, those are the last two puzzle pieces for, uh, for NXT right now. Huh. Once you get those guys in there, I'm telling you, NXT is just going to explode. Explode. I feel bad for the Ascension, quite frankly. We saw the Ascension on Raw. And, like, this is why you got to watch NXT, because the Ascension were, like, the most over tag team in NXT. Everybody loved them. You know how the one, like— The Ascension wants a demotion at this point. I mean, getting called up was the worst thing that ever happened to the Ascension. And— Like Roman Reigns. That's a sidebar. Yeah. But, Here's Here's what my take on the Ascension was, because the primetime players came back on Raw. They reunited Titus O'Neil and Darren Young. You know how I feel about you, Titus O'Neil. You're big. <laughs> I'm a big, big Titus fan. O'Neil supporter. Yes, big fan. Yes, but they when they reunited, it was kind of dead. I thought the audience, uh, and I think that was because they were beating up the Ascension, who we as an audience have kind of been trained to not care about over the last several weeks. Like right. the commentators are talking about how stupid right. they are. They're kind of over the top where we don't know if they're being ironic or serious. Like the, I, I feel like we've been so ingrained to not take that tag team seriously that when the primetime players are like, yeah, we're back, it's like, yeah, but we don't take those guys seriously, so who cares? How would you have molded the Ascension differently? I don't know. And, and how? I, I, what I'm confused on, okay, if they were so big in NXT, yeah. you know the fan base has such a play, mm-hmm. why are they not big now? Well, because that's the thing about NXT is that like the fan base is super rabid and super loyal, but it is small. I mean, it's only on the WWE Network. And like I said, they're doing 500-seat venues, not 50,000-seat venues. And the guys in NXT are just positioned in a way where uh, the Ascension looked huge in NXT physically. Like, they look like giant you know, men. Funny, I was going to say that. I, th- I feel like they're not jacked enough. They're not. I mean, they're not bigger than Darren Young and Titus O'Neil. But they were bigger than a lot of the guys in NXT. So they're, they're like these, like, demonic monsters in NXT and then they come to the main roster, and it's like eh. there's kind of like a weird throwback that they're not really, not really sure where they're going. So, but it's a weird thing because you've got a team like the Ascension who have. I mean, it's the same gimmick pretty much that they had in NXT, and they're brought to the main roster, and it doesn't work. But then you had the Wyatt family who had the exact same gimmick in NXT, same entrance music, same rocking chair, same shirt, same everything, and they're like super over. So, I mean... I feel like that's a big theme happening right now, though. What? It's... I feel like if I were in creative, I would have... There's things that are working and things that aren't, and I feel like you'd be scratching your head as to... Like what's going to work? Yeah. Yeah, like you have to... We just have to put this on TV and see if it works or not. What do you think is going on in the heads right now? Of course, we saw... I, I think Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan both look stronger than they have in a really long time on Raw this week. Agree. Moving into fast lane, I think that match looks really appealing right now. Like, what do you think creative is thinking? Where do you think they should go? Not like, I guess I don't, not like prediction, but where sure. should they go? I thought with a couple of weeks back when they were talking about when they had the sit down with Reigns when we saw the snowstorm wiped out Raw, which right? was one of my favorite Raws in a long time. Good, yeah. P.S. I love that they like put JBL on the roof. Like that was just funny. <laughs> yeah. The weather forecast. Like yeah. that was actually real. You didn't know what to expect for three hours, mm-hmm. and they pulled it off. And that's how you start. Like, well, JBL's on the roof. I guess I'll keep watching. Yeah, absolutely. Now, and actually, to replay at the minimum. Not to be tangential for a second, but the, yeah. the Lesnar match was fantastic. I was about to say. I they, have no idea how they pulled it off in terms of rights. They lucked out in the sense that they had an amazing triple threat championship oh. match the night before. They were like, just watch this again. Just watch it again. It's amazing. We, I actually watched it again. Sam and I were there. Yes. It was a big moment yes. at the Rumble. And I actually watched it from the chair. I, we, we got to take home our chair because we sat on the floor. So I rewatched that match. And you sat in your chair. With enth- I made my mom watch it with me. She came in to town that weekend. Yep. That's adorable. And I, I watched it from my Royal Rumble chair, which is sitting in the middle of my living room. <laughs> perfect. Perfect placement. Yeah. But anyways. Oh, so af- during that interview, I thought they were playing up the lineage so much that I thought they were going to be... I-, I thought when we headed to Mania in a way to get Reigns a little bit more likable, mm-hmm. they would have not just Rock come in, but... The whole family line, the whole Samoan line. Like every Samoan you'd ever heard of. Like, wow. Yeah. That would be pretty fantastic to me, from my point of view. Uh-huh. But now I feel like it's just, that 
went no, that just hit a dead end immediately, yeah. and I was going in a completely different direction. However, that in my point, I would have loved to have seen that. Have I, them all at the ring. It's like a lumberjack match. I was saying, yeah, just it's, you know, a, it's a Samoan lumberjack Samoan match. Lumber- oh, it's sick. I was. It would be a little bit of a disadvantage to Daniel Bryan, though. Well, he'd have to figure out another angle for him. Right. He'd have to get every wrestler from like Washington State to <laughs> to, to show up, and you the could Seahawks. be a, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's if it was the Seahawks. On one end, yeah. and every Samoan wrestler on the other end. Things got real weird fast. The angles taken very different <laughs> right, angles. Right, We're just being very literal here. Yes. Um, I feel Richard like... Richard Sherman. Okay, I'm done. Where do you... <laughs> Richard Sherman's just begging for a microphone. No, you're a lumberjack. Lumberjacks don't get microphones. For the first microphones. time ever, Marshawn Lynch is begging for a microphone <laughs> in an interview. All right, I'm done. Um, what do you think the main event for WrestleMania is going to be? Wow. I'm very interested and excited to see what happens at Fastlane. Yeah. What do you think happens? Well, I haven't – there's so many times I can't figure it out. Yeah, which is good. But it's like in my business life. That's why I love wrestling mm-hmm. and always have. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I have answers to things that I can make very, very quick – you know, I, I, get, I see what's going to happen. I make predictions. Right. Massive you consultation can... with big tech companies. Then I come into my like passionate wrestling life, and I can't figure out what they're going to do. You know why? Because you could predict trends in other things. You can see where it's going and where it's naturally going to. But in pro wrestling, oh. it's just a guy who decides day of, this is oh, what we're doing. Well, And what we're learning, too, from a lot behind the scenes, these decisions are now being made in like 30 seconds. We were just to talking to Shawn Michaels about it. Yeah. Holy cow. Um which is like as a fan you want to be like, well, here's where I think they're going. They're going to set this up and then yeah. this is going to go and then yeah. that. And it's like, no, it's not they're not putting together I think a the puzzle. the point for me and that in the whole you know, Triple H creative and I, I could be wrong mm-hmm. was obviously Lesnar 21 and 1. I mean, that to me was like I never in a million years thought that would happen. Like right. they wouldn't kill that legacy. And after that move was made, I I I have positive expectations that they're going to do anything crazy at this point. I do like that there's no... That was no, like the start of it. Right, that there's no sacred ground. No. Like, there is no way to truly no. predict this. Because you can always harken back to that. Well, there's no way so-and-so is going to lose. Yeah, but you said there's no way Undertaker was going to lose. Right. Um, I said, I was saying last week, I don't think, I think, I think you have to do Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I think that's your only option because... It's obvious right now that all this Daniel Bryan stuff is a result of, of of the fans' kind of backlash after the Royal Rumble, which is fine. But if you repeat what happened last year, if you sit there and go like, okay, last year we were wrong, we had to put Daniel Bryan into the match. If you do that again— It was such a great match, It was though. a great match, but if you do that two WrestleManias in a row, now I, as the audience, am losing faith in the fact that there's anybody I can trust writing the show— and I'm just going to start organizing chance to make whatever I want happen. There has to be some level of— Brock Lesnar is yeah. a WrestleMania headliner. 100%. He's going to be there. 100%. And yeah. I actually think weekly, when, when he's not on Raw and obviously very limited appearances, mm-hmm. that is such a—that it's, it's, week is like—I I feel down on that week. Like, I, I think that There's a lot of weeks that he's not Heyman on Raw. The soliloquies I could listen to all Night. I mean, Paul Heyman is incredible. It's he's a headliner, is my point. Yeah, I don't know if Reigns at this point has that, that excitement, that feel. There's got to be a hook. But I, and I need... don't think the David and Goliath, like Brian going against Lesnar, I don't think it's believable. So you want a triple threat? Wow, that triple threat match at Rumble was so good. I would almost say, or do we see a cash in? I from think... Seth. Come on. I think if there's a cash in, it'll happen the night after WrestleMania at that Monday Night Raw, which is always big. No, he's had that uh, too long. What's well, one day? It's got to be bigger. But at a pay per view, he's got to cash in at a pay per view. Come on. I feel like if he cashes in, he's got to cash in against Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns has got to be the guy because here, I need to trust them that it's like whatever I throw. Like I need to know that you can get somebody over if you have to. And, like, now is the test. Like, get Roman Reigns over. I think it's possible because uh, he's uh, been uh, over before. Can we at least agree that, yes. okay, so when we were at Rumble in Philly, and sorry to keep going back to the Rumble, but it was such a, a tipping point for Reigns, that fan base, the, the next few weeks on Raw were way more into Roman Reigns it's than been, the Philly crowd. They've been lightening up on him. Yes. There's been a lot more linen dolls week. in the crowd <laughs> who was in Philly cheering for Roman Reminder, Reigns. Reminder, I was in a Roman Reigns hoodie and I was like, I'm going to use the restroom and yeah. like put back my F5 shirt on. Okay. We're just going to go t-shirt gonna, that no hoodie. Backup, uh, yeah. And, and call me crazy. 
I see. This is the way it works in my head. Not a prediction, not a fantasy booking, not a whatever. But this is just the way it works in my head. A lot of there are those who say Roman Reigns needs to make a heel turn, embrace the booing, become a heel, be a badass heel, and get over that way. Mm. You know what I'm seeing? I'm seeing a Daniel Bryan heel turn. I think that as the weeks have gone on, there have been little sprinkles. Do you remember? Sorry to cut you off. You can always cut me okay. off. <laughs> when they tried that for a brief blip, when he went over to the Wyatt side, right? It didn't work. But before that. It lasted that, like a half a day. <laughs> but, but That did last for a half a day. But before that, when he was buzzed and dating crazy AJ, I mean, the whole yes, yes, yes chant started with Brian he's as a heel. Too, he's becoming too John Cena for, in my subjective opinion, to make him go heel. So what happens? What happens if? Roman Reigns wins at Fastlane, fair and square, right? And he shakes Daniel Bryan's hand. He goes, good match. You know, we both fought our asses off, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then Daniel Bryan turns on Roman Reigns and says, I deserve to be there, me, me, and gets whiny all of a sudden. And all of a sudden he thinks he deserves all the praise that he's getting. And he deserves— No, because the fans will side with him in that. Let it—I mean, let the— They won't won't not like him. You don't think so? No! I think he can. I think. Here's what I think about Daniel Bryan. I think the fans like him enough, and he's talented enough, that he can send things in a direction where we will boo him because we're supposed to. Like, we like him, but he's such a good heel that at least momentarily we have to boo him. I feel like we're like that with Lesnar now. Because we're supposed to. Right. Like, everybody loves Brock Lesnar. Hands down favorite. But hands down favorite. But you gotta boo him. He beat the streak. And Paul Heyman's telling us to boo him. We're gonna do whatever Heyman tells us to That's do. That's true. That is right? true. I'm drinking the Heyman Kool-Aid. Right. So I think there could be a scenario where Daniel Bryan It just doesn't feel big enough to me. Kool-Aid's us. And you it know what? It doesn't feel big enough. I get that argument, but what's your two three spot after that? You have Reigns. Reigns Lesnar. Lesnar. You have Staying Triple H. I actually think something with Rusev is going to happen. I, I, to put him against Cena has actually surprised me mm-hmm. in Fastlane. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's – remember when they were kind of trying to pit him against Rock for a hot second there? Yeah. And nothing happened with that. No. Something – maybe that's like a 2-3 card down. Rock Rusev? No, 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 no. Oh. I, I don't, Rusev somebody. Probably a rematch with Cena. Really? You're not into that. Uh. Uh. But you got Sting Triple H on the show, theoretically. So – that match right there sells. That's your, like, sort of... I cannot wait to see Sting wrestle. It's going to be amazing. But I'm saying, like... I hope he's I hope he's in good enough shape that he's not in a T-shirt. That's what I'm saying. Because, see, I don't want to see anybody wrestling in T-shirts at WrestleMania. T-shirts. I've seen Sting wrestle in a T-shirt before. I never want to see it again. It's like Ric Flair on the last Nitro. He wrestled in a T-shirt. It's like everybody... You don't wrestle in a T-shirt. That's like going into a pool with a T-shirt. <laughs> right. It's like there's rules to this. Exactly, like... We can still tell you're fat even though you're wearing that T-shirt. It's sticking to you. It's not doing the trick. So bad. Yeah. Well, that's what happens every time. Um, what about this? What do you think of the Bray Wyatt promos that have been on Raw? Those pre-taped uh, little vignettes. Uh, first off, I, I never understand a word he's saying, and I feel really stupid. Mm-hmm. I feel like none of it makes any sense, but I could keep listening to it. Do You, you don't have any predictions as to what he's talking about? No. I, I have I love talking none. to you. You're like not the sort of... Internet poison. No, I will not. No, you know that about me too. I'm I'm very big about staying in my like in my. I don't I I don't open up the peripherals. I don't go like interneting and the the inner tubes and start looking up insider information. I don't want to know. No, you just watch. This is your escape. It's your one thing. Totally my escape. I'll do a little googling. That's it. That's why I'm a little nervous about how far into this world I'm going to drag you. No, it's okay. You can spoiler. Okay. All right. Well, do listen. You're talking about a guy. He's talking about. He's mentioned You're understanding all this. All right, must, sorry, go ahead. Because he's mentioned the Reaper, right? Yep. He's nailing nails into a coffin. Uh huh. Coffin match. He's talking to the Undertaker. Coffin match. I don't Mania? know if it's going to be a coffin match, but I'm saying a Bray Wyatt Undertaker match at WrestleMania. What? I don't think Taker's coming back for another Mania, dude. So what's he nailing nails into that coffin for? He's, uh, there's a rematch of WrestleMania Nine, Mighty Gonzalez. That would be great, Giant Gonzalez. Giant Gonzalez. That, that would... He's smuggling him with chloroform. Giant. My be- favorite match of all time. Sorry. Uh, it was it? Go there. WrestleMania 9. Well, Taker. Uh, I like the rematch. SummerSlam 93. Oh, <laughs> brutal. <laughs> Terrible. But Wait, look, let's get back to that. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that makes sense. He's calling out The Undertaker. 
can I say one thing too about Wyatt? Yes, I, I feel like my my heart was a little broke when there was a, a Wyatt breakup as much as there was a Shield breakup. Mm-hmm. I feel like coll- the collective. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Peace back together at some point. Yeah, I feel like Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. I mean, we both agree that Eric Rowan's getting the short end of the stick on this one, right? Yeah, I mean, the sort of jolly, I don't like bullies, you know, sheep mask guy. He was so strong. Why break it up? He started talking. Well, look. Why break it up? I don't know. It was so good. I don't know. I don't because I mean Bray's doing fine, but you know he could be doing fine. So Zambros and Rollins, and he was so much better as the Shield, right? Although, I don't know. The Shield breakup I'm okay with because Rollins is amazing. Oh, he's amazing. Amazing. Uh, respect due, yeah. especially after Rumble. The Wyatt thing I'm a, uh, a little up, more up in the air about. But they were better sidekicks. They were yeah. headliners. That's why I liked it. As with a... Harper and Rowan, you mean? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I tend to agree with that. But we were talking about going down the WrestleMania card. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Go, okay. Got off track. You get very, very excited. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's, that's true. It's okay. It's it's. it's uh, your enthusiasm is contagious. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> but if you've got Reigns Lesnar, you've got Triple H Sting. Oh, I get to pause for two seconds. I swear it's going to be two seconds. <laughs> okay. I swear. No time burglar on this one. Uh, you don't think anything tricky is going to happen with this Lesnar-Reigns match? We just, I just want to decide this. I want, all, I, want, I want a Lesnar-Reigns match. At this point. Nothing tricky is going to happen in Fastlane. There's going to be a twist. I think I, I would like to see Daniel Bryan There's turn There's not going to be a Samoan Lumberjack match. I don't think. You know what? Because it's only a few days at the time of this recording away from Fastlane. Not enough time to get all those Samoans to Nashville. We have SmackDown. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> and, get all those Samoans. And we don't read the spoilers. So nope. maybe on Thursday. Nope. We don't. There's a lot of Samoans. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Up. Okay. TV time in. So you got Reigns Lesnar. You've got... Uh, it's Triple H Sting, theoretically. You've got Wyatt Undertaker, theoretically. That, that card would be huge. Right. That, that okay. would be huge. I will give you that. So now we're starting to live in a place where we can deal with Reigns Lesnar. Taker was so beat up after Mania, though. I never thought he'd come back. Me neither. But he's the dead man. Oh, that was a good. That was good. Yeah, that was well played. Yeah. So, and then I don't know. And then you've also got stuff to do with Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins and all these guys. So I think you can build, and I think it's. Kind of crucial. And we still have the new day. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we do still have the new day. <laughs> Sorry, we're gonna stay on track. And I want everyone broken Big up. Big E fan. I want the new day broken up. Big E's great. I mean, I don't want to even go there because that's gonna get. To... Wait, keep going. I mean, you're also talking about at WrestleMania. I want all these matches at WrestleMania. I want Miz and Miz out WrestleMania. Oh, which for you know. sure. For I sure. want Goldust Stardust at WrestleMania. And you know what other match I want? You know what other breakup I want at WrestleMania? Tell me if I'm crazy. I want a Tyson Kidd versus Natalia match at WrestleMania. Maybe on the pre-show. Sam, that's hilarious. You're going to pre-show that? Maybe. You're going to pre-show that. I mean, not a, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know. It's, it's the WrestleMania pre-show. It's not just, you know, the Fastlane pre-show. No, I'm tired of Natty not getting the, no. I, I think You're Natty's putting one her of the main best. Card. Absolutely. You're putting her over. That's awesome. That's a yeah. great idea. Natty versus Tyson Kidd. I and also, they could pull off a great match. I also like Having this idea conjured up about like a retro rewind kind of okay. match, okay. which I would like a little bit more regularly, whether this is a pay-per-view thing or whether this is like a surprise Raw thing. Like, I want to see some of my favorites. Is I want to see you, more rewinds. Are you looking for a spot for Tatanka now at Fastlane? Is that what you're, is that what you're doing? Because you advocated that for Royal Rumble. I did. Now you're looking for the Samoans and Tatanka to Tatanka show up. responded, by the way. I saw that. We uh, official native to um, Tatanka on his Twitter <laughs> handle responded, and I, I was like, "In my glory!" It made your day. Like, I, can we get a Tatanka Adam Bomb retro rewind? I don't. Match? See, I don't see why That'd not. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. You know, maybe that's pre-show. Tatanka versus Adam Bomb is the pre-show for WrestleMania 31. It's a three. It's a triple threat. Yeah, I don't know if Bastion Booger will make it. Yeah, that's true. He's buried underground. Oh, see, see, this is why I don't. I, was yeah, like going I'll, down the Wikipedia. I'll, I'll fill you. I'm in not going to suggest rewind matches because I'm not sure. Because most are dead. <laughs> you go, nobody told me. And seen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would want to see Tatanka and Adam Bomb in a Should match. Should we just leave this to the Rumble surprise cards? Yeah. All right, done. I don't know if they're ready to carry a full match on their own, but I like the spirit behind it. Thank you. And I think you're more into a time machine match where you're literally time taking... Time machine match. That's even better named. 19, but you want the Tatanka and Adam Bomb from 1993. We should ask what other people would like to see for time machine matches. Okay. Because has... we could go all day on that. Yeah. I mean, easily. 
That roster is huge. Huge. Yeah. And that way, if it's a time machine match, you go back in time, it's living or dead. Well, it's just so vast. Like when DDP Yoga came out, we were at the Rumble. We were so excited. Right. Everybody's excited for the. Right. And I told you he's going to be wearing a DDP Yoga t-shirt. Oh, I got one. Psycho Sid. Psycho, Psycho Sid. Sid versus Tatanka. <laughs> Everybody versus Tatanka. As long as Tatanka's working, <laughs> Dude, you're I'm fine. In. I'm in. So are you, what else? Is there anything we need to do? Well, we, we still have some Hall of Fame cards to pull in. Oh, yeah. That's kind of big. Yeah. So we'll find out. What do we have for the Hall How of Fame so far? How many do we have left? We mean, have... Is there like a set number of slots? Well, there's Randy Savage, Rikishi, Rikishi, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, don't don't get me started. You don't. You're you're one of these that doesn't like the celebrity no. inductee. No, not at all. When not when forty other people should be inducted. Other than Arnold, wrestlers. Come on, I, I don't, don't even get me started on that. I really liked uh, WrestleMania 29, seeing uh, Donald Trump get inducted into the Hall of Fame, and Madison Square Garden just booing him out of the building. You mess with wrestling fans. Who else was uh, inducted that I was like, ugh. Um, this year or in general? No, in, in the past. Isn't Drew Carey in the Hall of Fame? No, please. Really? I think so. I think there so. There was a, definitely a couple rap dudes, wasn't there? Sounds right. Well, Tyson was inducted, wasn't he? Yes. Two. Mike Tyson's in. Um, Mr. T's in. Mr. T. Yeah. I'm okay with Mr. T and Mike Yeah, I'm Tyson. fine with that. Um, but I think that's the only three that we have so far. Isn't it? Am I missing anybody? Macho Man. I think you're missing one person. Rikishi, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, this so far this year? This year. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, you were like, no, I think there's more than three people in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant like the, the celebrity dudes oh, that we're yeah. disappointed with. Bob Euchre is in the Hall of Fame, I think. I'm okay with that. You are? <laughs> you're fine with that? <laughs> no, I'm not. No, you're I'm just not. a Bob Euchre no, fan. No, I'm not. I'm not okay with that. So who do you think should go in this year, other than the three we mentioned? And we'll probably talk about this even more as we as we head towards... Uh, I have to look. So sometimes with like Hall of Fame, they go they go uh, too far back for me, mm-hmm. which is out of my time, mm-hmm. my living. Where do you start? Uh, I would say probably the same as you, maybe like early mid eighties. Okay. Yeah, that's and right. then I just wasn't born. Right, and that's not fair. That's, that's just, not fair to that's any not of us. Qualifying. So you're saying right now, Tatanka and Bastion Booger are your picks. <laughs> and Adam Bomb. <laughs> and Adam Bomb. Adam <laughs> Bomb was my favorite man. He was mine too. Really? When you throw it, a very random one. I have well, IRS. IRS. Oh my gosh! Hello, IRS is my favorite of all time. Bo Dallas and Duxum. Where's Bo Dallas been? Uh, I don't know. Spoiler alert on that one. Yeah. Can no. We talk to him. Can we talk on the to road to WrestleMania? I don't see why not. That'd be fantastic. I've spoken to Bo Dallas before. What happened to Bo Dallas? He stopped believing in himself. I guess I don't know. He should be back for WrestleMania. I would think. Oh, you know who we left off the card? Sorry, hmm. Sheamus. Seamus is returning. Are you excited? I never thought he was as big yeah. as he is. Yeah. I mean, he's a big man. I'll tell you what, though. Those, like, slaps. He hits people hard. Are brutal. Yeah. I'm not that excited about Seamus, i got to okay. be honest. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm okay with it either way. Kind of lukewarm on the deal. Eh. Yeah. So, you know. Who else is at Fastlane, though? Fastlane is, uh, you think John Cena is going to win the U.S. championship at Fastlane? I think John Cena's, uh, the, the card versus him versus Rusev is, is that's, that's surprised me. I thought John Cena was great on Raw as being, aggra- like, the same thing as Daniel Bryan and great Roman Reigns, seeing him aggressive Fantastic and open. beating the crap out of I, a dude. Know, I, I love his, his just energy. Yeah. Like, it, I don't care if you love him or hate him, like he actually said. Like, you're getting pumped. Mm-hmm. He does. He always has oh, a way. Good. He always, he's, the crowd's never dead. We were talking about dead crowds before. The crowd's never dead no. with John Cena. No. I do want, I, 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 I doubt there'll be an NXT match at WrestleMania. But. Do you think Rusev and Lana stay together for a long time? Is that like, is that? I mean, what do you do with I don't know. either of them separately? It doesn't make sense to break them up unless you want to take Rusev in an even more serious direction, but he needs a spokesperson, and Lana's amazing. Well, I, with that question, too, I don't see how far you can take the whole Stardust-Goldust feud. Where do you I, go with that? You solo them out? They're such a great tag team. I'm, Goldust has got to be at the end of his run, though. Oh. I mean, you talk about a time machine match. Oh, Goldust oh, oh. could have wrestled that. I, I will argue that in the last two years, yeah. he's at the top of his game. He's probably I, the I, best he I've a, seen him since 96. Yep. Agree. Yeah. But he's got to be towards the end of his run. He's got to be. I mean, how long can a person possibly go but, on? But you're not going to quit at the top of your game. Maybe not. Where but do you take that now after? Maybe it's like, okay, I get and, a and WrestleMania. Where do you take Mizdow after Mania, after there's a Miz Mizdow? 
I, I my solo? opinion. Yeah. Give him the Miz's gimmick, and he gets to run solo for a couple months as the Miz. And then the Miz, it just drives the Miz crazy. You can keep that going. Like, there's no reason to just have one blow-off match, and that's it for Miz Mizdow. You can keep that going. I might have to get a Mizdow t-shirt. You I think, think that's so? my next one. Are you going to get the stunt double t-shirt? I mean, I got my Brimo t-shirt, so you I'm, do have I'm set. We also were discussing about cosplaying as the Godwins we for should. Mania. <laughs> I think we will. That was a good idea. Yeah, I think it's a fabulous I'm gonna idea. I'm going to bring a slop bucket. Okay, good. So you'll be Henry, and I'll be Phineas. Totally. Okay, cool. Cool, I need to get some tattoos That's then. a good idea. Well, listen. Wait, are we going to give away something? Yeah, sure. What do you got? They got some new Mania gear. I think we give away a couple hoodies. You're going to give away some WrestleMania hoodies? We're going to give away some WrestleMania hoodies. Okay, what do people have to do for them? Uh, me and Sam are big on giveaway. Well, just all of a sudden. We love to <laughs> give stuff away for yeah. fun. We like contests. Yeah. We like to We like to gift. Appreciate the listeners. Absolutely. And, and the listeners have been really, really nice to me, so I thank you for that. Yeah. Well, they're, now that they know there's stuff involved, <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be stuff, even better. There's, there's free stuff. I'm buying your love. <laughs> All right. So let's say our favorite yes. time machine match. Oh, my gosh. It's brilliant. We'll get our, our two favorites. Two favorite time machine matches. We'll get a WrestleMania hoodie. Hoodie. You did it, Lennondahl. You did it again. Done. Fabulous. Excellent. Done. And w- maybe I'll throw in some JR barbecue sauce because that stuff is damn good. You know what? That was my gift the first time we met. That was. I did. No, no, no. Better. I didn't. They ran out of JR barbecue oh, right. sauce on WWE Shop, so I gave them ketchup. Well, you know what? I came into the studio with there's like a whole bunch of ketchup. Right. People were real confused. Here, Sam, I brought you and JR I ketchup. It? <laughs> but we're friends forever now, so exactly. obviously <laughs> does the trick. Well, listen. Hashtag uh, time machine match with your favorite. Yes. With your with yeah, your favorite time machine match that you would want to see at the WrestleMania pre show at not Sam and at Katie Linendahl. Yes. Um and somebody will win WrestleMania hoodie. That's fabulous. Uh speaking of shirts, by the way, if I haven't mentioned it already, if you want a Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast T shirt, it's hot. You know what you gotta do. Go to pro com slash Sam Roberts. And you're probably sitting there going, Oh, when are you giving those away? I'm not, so you gotta buy them. But it's a great value. It's a, it's great a, value. Steal at any price, quite frankly. Steal. What do you got and going on? And if you on? call now, we yeah. actually, are we offering flex pay? There, we, yeah, there'll be some flex pay involved. <laughs> okay. I don't know. You figure that out with the Pro Wrestling Tees people. <laughs> go, but go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sam Roberts. Get yourself a lovely t-shirt. There's different styles to choose from. I mean, it matches any personality. Very hot. Um, and what do you got going on? Well, we should tell them that the road to WrestleMania continues. That's right. With us. Well, yeah, we will be. And... and uh, I mean, I'll be here every week, but yes, you might be back before WrestleMania. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, That'd sure. be really fantastic. Uh, but we'll be at WrestleMania this year. Huge. So we're gonna have a lot of great stuff. Maybe I'll even maybe we'll put out some bonus podcasts or something. Oh, that'd be great. So we're not just waiting for Wednesday Can you to bring roll signs around. Signs on the flight. Like I'm gonna bring all my poster board signs. Can you fold them up, or you just got a tube? No, them? I'm gonna bring them straight up. I'm gonna like ask them to like you know like I'm gonna make it real complicated boarding. <laughs> yeah, real yeah. awkward. That's all right. Just make sure we're in that first check-in thing and just take up all the all the overhead space with poster boards. I love it. It's going to be very, very exciting. Well, listen, Katie Linendahl, thank you for stopping by. Thank you so much. You can find me at Katie Linendahl on Twitter. And Instagram. And Instagram and Facebook. And, and Facebook and everywhere. Yes, on the airwaves. Well, thank you again. Yay. And thanks to Sean Michaels for being on the podcast. We will see you next week here on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Whoop, <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Follow at Sam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And subscribe for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast.